Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Hopefully everybody's having a great Friday. Ike Jones in here, man. We are going to get in here and start talking a little bit about this quarterback situation. Be will. What up? Shut Um, Be in here. Yeah, man. Uh, it's kind of impromptu. First and foremost, uh, I know everybody got... We, we planned this before the announcement happened about Perry Thompson. I know everybody is here yeah. and excited yeah. about Perry Thompson. Um announcing that he's flipped his commitment over to him. But the question is, who is going to be throwing the football to this dynamic class of wide receivers we potentially have coming down here on planes? Um, If you're in here, go ahead and share the video. Let's get some more people out here involved in this conversation. Go ahead and like the video and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate everybody who is jumping in here randomly with us on a Friday night special live it's not about mm-hmm. Perry Thompson, but it's about Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman and uh, Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons. It's about targets and who is going to be the trigger man. Be will, yeah. A lot of good options out there in the transfer portal, right there, my friend. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh And. Coach Hugh Freeze had what I would term a disappointing first year. Um, Same. Or underperforming. Yeah, I did. Both, both of the words are accurate. Disappointing and underperforming first season here on the planes. Yes. So, question is, who, 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 who? Who? No, I have not been drinking you all. I have not been drinking. So it's one of, like so let me let me explain something to y'all. We we go live a lot, right? Like y'all know we go here and you know yeah. and um I prepare my thoughts a lot for when we have scheduled lives. When they're unscheduled lives, I do tend to be more all over the place because I haven't really put all of the things I want to say together. Um, so you know, I am human. Rumor has it, yeah, man. Your boy Ike is here. We off the cuff. You know what I'm saying? We off the cuff. As, as soon, you know, you you can look at all of my mistakes on graphics, and you can see I'm human. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. So I, you know, yeah, I, players mess up, stumbling over words and things <laughs> like that. But uh, but yeah, no. Listen, I haven't been drinking, but that ain't because I don't drink. It's just not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, 
So what we decided to do, myself and B. Will, we got together and we were like, man, you know, this is an interesting conversation. And we didn't want to take up one of the other lives because there's so many other things that we want to talk about. So we wanted to devote time to this and have this conversation in earnest. And we picked the top five people who we've heard about. Now, there's more options than these young men that we've put out there. We picked the yes. top five names that have been coming up over and over again um, mm-hmm. to just have a conversation about it, right? And so the question we want to pose to you all out here, and I wish there was a way that we could do this better with five names, but unfortunately, if I put a poll out there, we could only get four. Maybe we'll do it on Twitter. Can we do a Twitter poll, Be will You can only do four. See, why everybody want to limit us to four, man? I don't want limitations on what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, I know. I know. But the options that we have are run it back with Peyton Thorne, mm-hmm. Grayson McCall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cam Ward, right, right, right. Riley Leonard, mm-hmm. and Will Howard. Those are the top five okay. names that I've heard people say, hey, man, we got to go get this guy. Now, there again, a lot of quarterbacks out there in the portal. But we want to know from you all, who you would like to see. And we'll give our thoughts for sure. Um, and we're going to get into you all's comments, questions, all of that. But we thought in order to have this conversation, it would be, or you could say other, somebody else, right? Like those five names or someone completely other than those starting game one, not who right. you think might take over by the end of the season. I'm talking about game one, Who's going to be the quarterback for Auburn? What's the young man, um, Mississippi State? Will Rogers. Will Rogers that's, he, he's not going to be factored into this conversation. K.J. Jefferson's not going to be factored into this conversation. Um, right. So, I mean, again, there's a lot of people. We're going to go with those five people. But we want to start with data. That's fair. Information. Fair to go out here and pull up data and see if we put the stats side by side. And, of course, you have to give some context to the data and all that kind of stuff. Enough of talking. We're just going to get into this comparison. Is that fair, B? All right. Let's do it, man. Let's look at it. All right. So here are the career statistics for the five quarterbacks in question. Um, Let's get us out of here, man. We're just going to pull these up a little bit larger so people can see that. Career stats for the five quarterbacks that we are framing our conversation around today. Again, we might, you know, come back and and new information says we'll go with some other guys up here. But here are the five quarterbacks. Right. And these are the career stats for each of them. I'll read them off in case somebody's just listening and they're not looking at the screen. First, you have Peyton Thorne passing yards on his career. He has been a starting quarterback for four seasons let me make sure i get that correct three. i don't want to make uh make up stuff it's three seasons three seasons 21 22 and 23 mm-hmm. and now he he may have gotten a few snaps but i think it was just garbage time snaps in 21 excuse me in 2020 so three full seasons plus a couple of garbage snaps in 20 correct three full seasons two of those at mississippi uh, mississippi state michigan state and one, of course, here at auburn he had a campaign there at michigan state where he was in backup duty So three full seasons as a starting quarterback and then an additional year. Career yards for him, 8,172. He is a career 61.3% passer, 64 touchdowns to 33 interceptions, 
200, excuse me, 790 rush yards on, and nine touchdowns. His PFF rating on his career averages out to 74.02, and he has taken a sum total of 2,449 snaps. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Grayson McCall, the young man right. from Coastal Carolina, he was the hot board quarterback last season. Everybody wanted him to transfer, <laughs> including one B. Will. If Corey Weber is out here, he is a part of the bring Grayson McCall to Auburn campaign uh captain he's the president of the club Bring him in. i think jazzy joe is the treasurer and b will is, is the secretary of yes they bring grayson mccall to the plains uh committee i don't know what you guys call yourselves um, it don't matter i don't know what we call ourselves but you you know who we trying to bring in here he has a sum total in his seasons. Let's make sure I have the correct number of seasons for this young man. Career statistics show that he has been a starter for four seasons in college for five, did not start the freshman year there at Coastal Carolina. 10,005 passing yards on his four seasons of uh, of duty. 69%, mm-hmm. 69.9, almost 70% completions. That's crazy. 88 to 14 touchdown to interception ratio. Ooh, that's crazy. 1,113 rush yards with 18 touchdowns. Hey, man, that's like, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a good little clip right there. PFF grade for his career, 83.52. And a sum total of 2,446 snaps. Just three snaps behind Peyton Thorne, though he's played an additional two seasons Right. So his freshman year, though, he only he've had very few snaps, but he's played more snaps than Peyton Thorne. But he's played an additional year. That's interesting to me. Cam Ward. As far as passing numbers, Cam Ward is blowing everybody out of the water. But let's be clear. Cam Ward started his career at Incarnate Word for two seasons, then two seasons. That's right. That's right. His numbers on what he's been doing with his arm are phenomenal, though. So. 13,000, head and shoulders above everybody else, 13,871 career passing yards. He's a 64.6% completion guy. 119 uh, touchdown to interception ratio of 30. 119 to 30. Again, these numbers are pretty outstanding. Nuts. Um, Rushing yards, though, only 243 with 16 rushing touchdowns. He is not a guy that's running around a lot. 68.85 68.85 career average on PFF grade and 3,138 snaps, the most by far of anybody. He is the only, no, I take that back. Grayson McCall was a four-year starter. I was going to say he's the only four-year starter on here, but he is a four-year starter, but way more snaps than anybody else because this boy was slinging that thing all over the place. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. His look disappointing. I ain't gonna lie. When you stack him up next to these other guys, he's on, he's only started three seasons, right? So, um, right. He's a three-year starter, but well behind everybody else. And be clear, this last year he wasn't out there for the entirety of the season. But four thousand four hundred and fifty right. passing yards on his career. I feel like that's got to be a typo, man. Let me go back and look. Because Riley, are your stats really four thousand, bro? I'm the, wait, Elko 
got there not this not in 22 but in 20 no elko got there in 22 this was the second year coaching there riley leonard um so let me correct myself riley leonard was only a starter the past two years he's his freshman year he did not start so he only had two years yeah. as a starter but then last season he got hurt so he only had one full season as a starter but 4450 okay. is correct for his career passing yards so one and a half years for correct okay okay that's fair. 4450 there 61.8% completion which puts him next to yeah. last in this group of five. actually no it puts him third in this group of five here will howard's got the worst um yeah. 24 to 10 on his inter touchdown to interception ratio 1224 rushing yards with 19 touchdowns uh yeah. Average PFF grade of 71.5 with 1,436, by far the fewest snaps of any of the ones on here by almost 400 snaps or over 400 snaps from Will Howard. And then Will Howard, the Kansas State transfer currently in the portal who has 5,786 passing yards. He is, when you stack Will Howard up to the next, the rest of these guys, it don't look as it doesn't look as impressive. I ain't going to hold you. 58.5% completion. Now, he is, I think, the more dual threat of the three, right? I think he has probably the best mix, but still. Um, seven, excuse me, 58.5%, 48 to 25 is his touchdown interception ratio, 921 total yards on and 19 touchdowns rushing. 67.5 pff and then 1864 total snaps making him the second least experienced guy though he has a tenure that would put him above the others right he has been in college right. now i think this will be his fifth season coming up if he comes back so this will be he'll be a fifth year senior if he returns to college football but he has had the fewest snaps because he only started really the last two years Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Having put all of that in perspective, I'll leave these up here on the screen, not in that way. I'll leave these up here on the screen for us to talk career stats, and we'll get into some other stuff here in just a minute. Thoughts just looking at the careers of these five young men. Just looking at the careers and just looking at the season that we just had with you, Freeze, emphasizing how much he wants the RPO to be a part of what we do looking at how effective Peyton Thorne was running the ball and not necessarily passing the ball for multiple reasons. It seems as if anybody who is not a true dual threat should be off the table, is likely off the table. And I say that alluding to, of course, Will Rogers, the reason we haven't heard his name come up with any connection to Auburn or a visit or something like that. He's not a runner. He's not even like, I, he's like a, if it's wide open, and nobody's covering the yeah, scamper for a few, but he's not an RPO quarterback, I would say. So similar to that, I look at Cam Ward's numbers, and I must admit, I have not watched the kid play, okay? I have not watched Cam Ward play, not one game. I saw a couple highlights in a couple games, and then I, all I saw was them go on this terrible losing streak this week, this year, uh, Washington State did, after starting the year like 4-0 and or something, and then they started losing to everybody in the pack. And I was like, well, is it their defense? What's going on? I have no way to quantify exactly what his game is, but I look at these rushing numbers, 342 rushes for 243 yards. Now, he's got the touchdowns as far as production. Mm -hmm. uh, equivalent or borderline production to 
uh, both McCall and Riley Leonard. But when you've played 600, 700 more snaps, and you're you're not even leading in rush touchdowns, and your yardage is that low, what that tells me is that he's taking a lot of sacks. That's I'm about to say. That's exactly what that means. He's taking a lot of, of sacks, which may be why his PFF grade is so low even though he's passing for a lot of yards. Like, that's crazy production. 13,871 yards, crazy production. If your grade's that low, that means you're holding the ball too long, you're making the wrong decisions, or you're inaccurate. Like, those, that's what that comes down. You're turning the ball over a lot. But his INT to, to TD to INT ratio is not bad at all. It's pretty much four to one. Now, what I don't have on so, here is stuff like fumbles, and, you know, we we could go really deep into this and look at, you know, right. uh, turnover-worthy plays and all that kind of thing. And if, if we want to, right. I would, you know, want to, like, get into a more deep-state conversation about that kind of stuff with less people to look at. But continue your right. your your statements there. So I, I would have to say, let's look at Cam Ward's game. I want to see some games from him last season when they were actually doing some winning. And when they weren't winning, so we can parse out, well, what was the problem there? Was the problem that his O-line couldn't protect him, so he had to take a lot of sacks? Because, I mean, you're going to hear us say this over and over again. I saw uh, Robbie Ashford basically get nothing. I saw Tank get nothing. I saw Jarquez getting almost nothing behind an offensive line in 2022 that gave up the, the ghost before the, the guys could get past the line of scrimmage. So playing under those conditions, your numbers are going to look worse. I don't hold that against you as much because I would hope and I expect that our offensive line is going to continue to get better year over year, and that won't be as much of an issue. Now, that's the first thing I think. The yardage for Cam Ward still worries me. Did you get sacked enough in a year or two that it took you into negative category? Like you got negative yards per rush here. Like if you're a true dual threat, that doesn't happen. I'm sorry, there's no running quarterback who is a good runner who's going to have negative yards per rush. I think that's a, a, a red flag if you got a guy who you want running RPO. His career yards With, per rush, to, to be clear on here, is 0. 0.7. 0. 0.7 yards 7. per rush. I'm sorry, I said negative. I meant less than a yard, yeah. but I'm saying negative. So we're not even getting to uh, a yard per rush here. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little concerning. Because that means, I don't think that's just a one-year battle line or two-year battle line. That means all the way across your entire career, buddy, you were taking sacks continuously. You telling me he played behind four bad offensive lines? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying I've got to ask that question when I look at those rush numbers. So it's, it would seem to me that he would be low in priority on this list because what I, again, what we just saw was Hugh Freeze put Peyton Thorne out there, and a lot of the times the plan was you go get these yards with your feet. And if that's got to be a part of the, the quarterback's game, it doesn't seem like Cam Ward fits that. Again, got to take a look, got to look at the tape and say, is that what was going on? Does he hold the ball too long? And if he does, I think that that's, that's a bad get because four years is not, is not a coincidence. One year, you can say, oh, it was the bad line. We can coach you out of that. When I look at your habits for four years, I put on some year one incarnate word tape and some year four Washington State tape. Anything I see that's similar, that's who you are. Mm. We've already spun the wheel on a guy and not known how he would fit, and it didn't work out great. Let's wait. Let's see what 
uh, or excuse me, what they said was, well, let's see if we can coach him up. It didn't work. He is who he is, the same way a four-year starter, you kind of are what you are. My guess is that we won't be after Cam Ward for those reasons, though, because you don't come down here with less than a yard per rush and think you're going to be uh, great in the RPO game. I just don't see that happening. So um, I haven't seen this announcement, and if you could put it in in the chat so we could see it too. French T. Taylor says Cam Ward has committed to Oregon. Grayson McCall is the QB we need to go for again. I haven't seen okay. anything announced on Cam Ward to Oregon. So, yeah, throw that in the chat so we can all uh, see where you're getting that from. If you have a link, I'd be love, love to see that. Um, so right. we can talk a little bit less about Cam Ward if he's already made his commitment announcement. Off the board, um, yeah. It, I mean, I guess he's graduated, and that's the reason why he can go ahead and commit. Because did Washington State lose their head coach? Um, Washington State's head coach? No, they didn't. Oh, he must be graduated. I think yeah, he's graduated. He'd yeah. have to be a grad he's, transfer. He's been college for the years. portal isn't even technically open. All of these people have only announced their intent to graduate or their coach left. So, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Let's continue the conversation, though. So, yeah, of these. So let me ask you, what, what stands out for you then? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm a a uh, a completion percentage guy. You know, mm-hmm. when I look at that and I look at. You know, of course, I'm a film guy as well, but I look at how what percentage guys are completing passes and how they're getting their completions. And Grayson McCall seems to be the most efficient passer of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sticks out to me. I'm surprised, you know, at how just from the numbers itself, uh, how much I am not blown away by Riley Leonard's numbers with how much yeah. people have been clamoring for him. I'm, the, the numbers don't do him a lot of justice. They just don't. Right. Um, now, he, again, has, and to be fair, I mean, to be clear, too, he has um, the least amount of snaps of all. So he's the least experienced quarterback of this group. So I don't know right. what to make of his relative inexperience and from the numbers that I'm seeing. So I, I would need to, and everybody who follows this channel knows I am not a fan of going and spending a whole bunch of time scouting players. I don't get paid to scout. So I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time watching film on guys who we have not um, actually signed yet. Once they sign, I'll watch right. all the film in the world. We'll watch together, but I can't, right. I can't, I, it's, it's, it's a finite amount of time and I don't get paid to go scout for Auburn. So once Auburn signs them, then we'll we'll look at it. But I'm not going to be doing a whole bunch of a tape watching on Riley Leonard until he gets signed. I've seen him play a couple of times. Um, but I, I like – and I like his moxie. I think that's the thing that, that I loved when I watched Riley Leonard play. I liked that he felt like a gamer. Right? He didn't right. feel like a guy who was out there looking shook. He felt like a gamer. And so I love that about my quarterbacks as well. But that's not going to come out in statistics either. Uh, right. Right. So, you know, that's why, you know, Grayson McCall to me feels like the best mix of those two. But the worry you have with Grayson McCall is injuries. It's it's the injuries and it's the it's the moving up from the coastal Carolinas of the world to the SEC. Right. Like how much right. does that translate? So, you know, if I was going to get super myopic into this and if he were to sign, I'll do that. And we'll go and we'll look and see. 
how has he played against the best competition that he's going to be up against that the, if he's played power five competition, if he's even played the toughest group of five competition, what was that looking like for him? Um, yeah. So, you know, Grayson McCall to me feels like the best mix, but is he going to be healthy and can he make the leap to this level of competition? I don't know the answer to that right now. Well, let me ask you this. So one, one thing you've noted, and if y'all are new here, I, is our resident film guy. He is going to take the captured game film yeah. every week and the Monday and Tuesday after, he's going to look at it play by play and look at what, what was going good, what was going wrong, what could have happened, what should have happened. I You noted quite frequently that a problem we had was Peyton Thorne not making throws at the correct time and missing guys when they were open. Is that something that you think will translate whether you're from or let me let me rephrase that question do you have to be at the power five level in order to be better at that than we were this year do you have to there, be is the that something level to like? be better at like hitting hitting guys at the, at the correct time no putting it in the correct window at the no, regular time like there there are things we know that like the rush comes quicker yeah. right cornerbacks can close quicker yeah. And and that those are things that are different at the power five level. But what shouldn't be different is throwing with anticipation. If you can do that, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that has absolutely not, what. If you're throwing with anticipation, what level you throw at doesn't really matter as long as you've got the arm strength to make the throw. Um, making a decision is making a decision at every level. The only thing that will be possibly different is if you know, the, the, the coverages are a little bit more exotic and you're, you're making the wrong pre post snap reads. Right. And, but yeah, throwing with anticipation into open windows is, isn't is open windows, but if you're not throwing with anticipation and you're hitting guys, you know, that are open, they're not going to be that open at this level. And that's where you're going to run into issues because that window is going to close a lot more quickly than what you're accustomed to. So if you're, if you're kind of a gunslinger, or you are a guy who's accustomed to throwing to guys that are wide open and that's how you're getting all your stats, that's where it becomes problematic at the next level. And if you're getting a lot of your stuff from escaping pressure, right? If you're a guy who's used to avoiding pressure, being able to get outside of rushers and then making plays downfield, that might not happen at this level because that defensive end at that at whatever conference isn't the same as one from Georgia, from Bama, from, right. you know, Missouri, right? I'll throw them in right. there since nobody ever gives them any love, love in the SEC. So right. it's, that's why I look like completion percentage, though it's a good statistic, it's not the most telling statistic in the world because that's a pretty deceptive one. Um, the film right. tells all, but I do like my guys to have good completion percentages. And this right. isn't even adjusted completion percentage. Like I, we, I, I didn't go look for adjusted minus drops and all that kind of stuff. So, right, right, because it does play a difference. I mean, hey, you could have been three, four percentage points better if you, if you didn't have a bunch of drops. So that does make a difference. But hey, everybody's wide receiver core could be having drops, so we don't know what they could have been yeah. across the board. So. All right, um, let's go to the chat real quick and look and see. We got a lot of super chats that are coming in here, and let's take a look at let's what people are talking about because we have more statistical data we want to throw at you guys because you know we want to be all-encompassing here. Charles Allen with the super chat says, the freeze warning is in effect. 
You're doing it. He's definitely out here doing work. Listen, I could be wrong already about whether or not we land in the top 10 if some of the stuff happens that is potentially about to happen that people are rumored to be doing in the, uh, not the portal, excuse me, as far as um, the freshman class coming up. Uh, Corey Purdue says, I want Riley. I see Notre Dame wide receivers entering the portal and Auburn wide receivers committing. Let's make it happen. Are they? I mean, I don't keep up with Notre Dame at all, so you that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they were bums and, and they're trying to get them out of there and they're telling them to move on because, I mean, that that could be it too. Notre Dame didn't have as good a season as I think a lot of people expected, and I don't know what, why. Yeah, because Hartman so, is nice. He was out there doing the thing, but. Yeah. Um, so, who knows? Jay Conwell says Ward or Dante Moore. So there there are reasons why I didn't bring certain quarterbacks into this conversation just because yeah. Dante Moore is one of those guys. He's a, he was a true freshman last year, so he would be coming in as a true sophomore or potentially redshirting. I don't think, and I could be completely wrong about this. I'm never 100% right. I am willing to admit when I'm wrong. I don't think that this coaching staff wants to go get a guy with two and three years of eligibility because they really right. want to be able to build their quarterback room through high school recruiting and not the transfer portal. And if you go and you get a guy in the transfer portal that's got multiple years of eligibility, you ruin your ability to build that war chest of quarterbacks where you can just have people in your system and they're growing up in that system. And you're going to have to continue to be this Lisa QB uh, type program. And I don't think that that's what this coaching staff wants to do. So I think that that's why they've stayed away from the younger quarterbacks, the, the, the rumored guys from Texas, whichever one you believe might jump into the portal from Texas between Malik Murphy, um, Arch Manning, or the, the kid from Georgia, um, or the Dante Moores of the world, um, the guys, I just don't think that they want to do that. So that's why I didn't introduce into the conversation. It has nothing to do with their talent. It has everything to do with how many years of eligibility they have left, in my opinion. Right. So other people are welcome to disagree with that. Yeah. And it's important to note that we just saw a season where Hugh Freeze came out of fall camp complimentary of Holden Gurner did not play him. Hmm. Didn't didn't really give him a, a look, at, by the way, even though, again, very first fall scrimmage we heard, man, I don't know, Holden's out there doing a thing. He looks better throwing than Thorne does. And then Horn was, uh, Thorne was named the starter. So what that tells me is he wants experience. Holden Gurner has now been here for a year under this staff and in witnessing this offense and practicing in it. I think he would have more value than a true freshman who started, and I'm looking at uh, Dante Moore's numbers right here. He started, or he played in five games. Mm-hmm. He started in three of those mm-hmm. games. Well, it is well. It seems to be he got he got and, benched. He started the season as their quarterback and got benched. Oh, okay. Well, look at that. You know, I I did not know that. So, um, what that means? Oh, yeah, it was an abbreviated list. So, what that means to me is he has some growing to do. And why would you put a guy out there and uh, across the country, new system? He's got to get familiar with things. You just invested a year in Peyton Thorne and kind of sort of maybe holding Gurner. I don't know that Dante Moore has actually shown you any reason why he would be a better option than those. I mean, his completion percentage year one was 53 and a half. Yeah. He, and he just came from Chip Kelly's system, which, I mean, if you believe it, it's kind of a something you have to unlearn to do something different. I, 
I don't I don't know that that makes any sense for us because especially now you are going to have to put big money on the table to get any guy that's highly talented in the transfer portal. And this guy hasn't proven anything that that won't make sense. This this coaching staff will not go get an unproven guy and pay top dollar for. Him. Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, see, now they're they're that brass tax of it is unproven right. and paid. Right. Like if you want to come in here and you want to compete with our incumbent starter and our red shirt guy that's behind him, by all means, we welcome the competition and I will give you a fair shot to win it. But I ain't paying no right. whole bunch of money for another QB that you, that's barely taking snaps somewhere just because they were a former five star. Nah. Right. That doesn't mean much. No. You got to have something tangible like they have to have some film out there. A whole season starting, I think. And not just a true freshman. I wouldn't spend the ball on a true freshman or a, a true sophomore either. Juniors and better, which is all the guys on our list. I mean, they're obviously yeah. So I think they're all redshirt juniors and better. So, yeah, but too too little experience, I think. Yeah. And then again, the the other issue is what does that do for your recruitment of guys, right? Like if you're Walker White, and you and they and you see they sign somebody who's a true sophomore, a redshirt freshman, are you going to say to yourself? All right, I want to come in and compete with the guy that they brought in that they thought they they handpicked and said come in and with three four years of eligibility. I don't right. know. I don't know if I would do that. And he's a big part of what they want to do for the future of this program. So I don't know. Uh, so Nina with the super chat thanks and says bring all the cams. <laughs> Listen, Cam Ward and uh, Cam Coleman, you know. Cam to Cam. Hey man, don't don't Cam Newton got another year? <laughs> I'm just saying. Bring them all back. Uh, let's see here. Conservative Cowboy says Cam Coleman flips to Auburn. We definitely have mentioned that. Um, looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Another one from Celebrate. French T. Taylor says, "What about what about if Coach Hugh Freeze would hire Damian Craig? We talked about this a little this morning. Yeah, I don't know where that I mean, fits on this staff. Yeah." I don't know if we have have need for it. As you can see, wide receiver recruitment is going very well. All right. I don't know if he improves the recruiting even better than it is, especially if they can do what everybody expects they're trying to do and sign Ryan Williams. If you sign this class, then you don't need any help. If you, if you sign Ryan Williams this class, you don't need any help with wide receiver recruitment. You need help getting these guys to play to their maximum potential. So you can look like the best destination for wide receivers going forward. I don't know if Damian Craig has made a difference in wide receiver play at the places he's gone. Recruitment, yes. But I don't know if he's made a difference in wide receiver play. Because A&M's a wide receiver play was eh. in. I mean, they had some, but they had some really talented wide receivers. So, yeah, I don't – to your they point, did. I don't know how much of that was just he got talented guys in there or he got talented guys and he got them to play above what their talent ceiling – or projected ceiling was so don't know the answer right. to that i don't pay enough attention to them other than wins and losses to be able to give you that assessment uh ben budworth says is there a world where walker white is qb1 in 2024 injury is yes. the only world in that that exists in my opinion and i don't even know if i want to see that world to be honest with you like let them cook man let let a freshman quarterback cook i haven't seen one true freshman quarterback i want to say in the last maybe 15 years that just looked like, yes, I will put him, give him the starting job from day one, and I'm not worried. It, Bo Nix's freshman year didn't look great. 
You saying uh, for Auburn, or you're saying around the country? Because I don't keep enough. I mean, anywhere. No, I mean, I have. What was what, what was your boy Drake May a, a true freshman last year? No, 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 he wasn't because he's draft eligible. So oh, he was yeah, true, he was true. at worst a sophomore last year. Yeah, I don't. I Trevor don't Lawrence was close. Yeah. I don't keep up with another. Trevor Lawrence was close. And even then, I have said it before, I will say it again. I think Trevor Lawrence was getting a lot of boost from his wide receivers and that Clemson defense, which was elite that year. And that was more, I definitely think he was extremely talented, but I don't think he was, the last one I can remember, seriously, Chris Leak. Hmm. Chris Leak was like, no, he's legit. Like, he he's awesome. Trevor Lawrence was the closest one, right, that I could think of, though. Yeah, I see some people um, saying Lamar Jackson. He didn't start day one as a true freshman. Neither did Trevor Lawrence, right. for that His matter. His sophomore year, Bryce Young was didn't when he start as out. a true freshman. Caleb Williams started, but it wasn't. He wasn't game one true freshman. Um, right. So yeah, I, again, to your point, I don't know that I can remember one. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means I don't remember it. Right. Um. All right, uh, last super chat we've got. Oh, that was the last super chat we got. Come a couple of other ones in here, and we will get back into our stats. Johnny John Stokes says here from Alaska. By the way, lifelong Auburn fan. Thanks so much for tuning in from all the way up in the frozen north. Appreciate you tuning in with us. Jed says injuries and coastal is why I can't get with McCall Ward, Dante Moore, MJ Morris, Leonard with thrive in this offense. McCall would would too, but only if he was has a one year man eligibility matters. But but he only has so, one year. Yeah. yeah, I mean listen, I think that what they want is a one year option, which is why Peyton right. Thorne still is on this list, right? He's a right. A, we've seen him in our system. Hopefully year two will be better for him. We're gonna put some better guys around him and he flourish in that type of environment more so than what he did and get to back to being the guy we thought he could potentially be when we looked at his Michigan State tape for his best season. Speaking right. of best seasons, let's get back into our stat comparisons. Um, actually, I think what I have up next here is the most recent season, which is last year. So this is what right. they did last year. The most recent look that you have at all of these quarterbacks potentially in the portal. I still have yet to see anybody put a link in here that says any official announcement about Cam Ward. So we will continue talking about Cam Ward until he commits somewhere for real. Um, mm -hmm. But last year, you give the nod in passing yards once again to Cam Ward, who was playing up at Washington State. So he can sling it. 3,732 yards. Um, the guy who had the highest completion percentage, also Cam Ward at 66.7% last year, 25 to seven interception to turnover ratio. He was the best guy there. Most turnovers, fewest interceptions outside of Grayson McCall, who only had six, but he, he and, um, Riley Leonard were both limited last year due to injury. So that's to be of note. Yeah. When you look at the number of snaps down here, you can see the clear difference Cam Ward, 814 snaps, 784 for Will Rogers, Will Rogers, Will Howard being the second highest there. Mm -hmm. And then um, you've got Peyton Thorne, who was here, 623 total snaps and 62.2% on the completion. Again, this is straight up completion percentage, not adjusted completion percentage or anything like that. Right. Um, 15 to nine interception to touchdown ratio for Peyton Thorne. And Peyton Thorne's best year rushing, and he is the best rusher of this group of quarterbacks for the last season, 520 yards, three touchdowns, 
And uh, the most touchdowns for any quarterback on this list was Grayson McCall, actually, with 10 in limited duty. So last season, Grayson McCall still getting it done with his legs, 20 total touchdowns. Just not a lot of yards yeah. here. All right. So what are we thinking now, B-Will, looking at last season? Hmm. The most recent returns from these guys, if you only had to look at what have you done for me lately, which of these guys do you like the best? If I only look at what have you done for me lately, I need to take a couple things into account. Number one, injury shortened seasons. Mm -hmm. So Riley Leonard's completion percentage is not that great. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the lowest on this list last season, and that's what we would mostly be getting. But what you would be missing there is – Hey man, you didn't really get a chance to finish your season. Like you, you should be getting better as the season goes on. You should be figuring out some things between your your offensive line and your wide receivers and who does what. We figured some things out as the season gone went on, and mostly for us, it was who not to try to play <laughs> wide receiver. And but other teams are still figuring that stuff out too. So I'm not going to hold that against them too much. Now, what I can say though is you had three TDs to three interceptions. Mm-hmm. So for every one you toss, you tossing. Uh, one to the other team too. I was like, that's that's not great. And I'm going to actually go back to the first slide. His career is 24 to 10. So if I'm going to take away the three and three he had from last season, he, before last season, he was 21 and seven. That's a three, one. That's a much better, that's a much better ratio. So they could have had some growing pains there at Duke, an an offensive personnel. Taking, only the early part of the season is a little rough because that's when things are the roughest for these guys. So I'm not going to hold that against him too much. His rushing output looked pretty good. 352 yards on 58 attempts. Again, we know Hugh Freeze wants to run RPO. He's talked about it repeatedly um, in the press after games, disappointed that we haven't run anymore. So I got to look and say, who will pick up those yards with their legs? I'm going to look and say last year, Riley Leonard was doing it before he got hurt. We know Peyton Thorne was doing it. We saw him do it. Will Howard was apparently doing it as well. I think either one of those guys are probably in the mix because they did that so well. But even so, if I look at Grayson McCall's numbers, I'm going to like, all right, you didn't really do much of anything on the ground last year. We're talking 53 rush attempts for 48 yards. That's not great. Your productivity wasn't there, but also of note, his coaching staff turned over last year. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of stuff that was brand new for him. Maybe that was part of the reason he was trying to jump into the portal before um, 23 season. That stuff was going to be changed and be different. Offensive system's different. And if we want to ever wonder how much offensive system matters when it comes to quarterback and quarterback play, look at Will Rogers. Mm. You would have taken his last season and said, why do I want this guy? But if you saw the previous two seasons, you say, oh, I know why I want that guy because he can sling it and he's accurate. So, um, giving McCall a little bit of a pass there because a lot happened, a lot changed, and he was hurt. But his touchdown production was still very good. Very good. You're getting 10 TDs on the ground, you're still doing something, right? So obviously he was still running it with a number of attempts. It's the same as Riley Leonard was in almost the same amount of time, but the yards was just much different. Um, the PFF grades are comparable all across the board. Cam Ward had the best grade for last season which is interesting because i think he had the lowest pff grade across the entirety of his career average together oh you know so that what? means last you know year what? i just realized that I-, I was wondering why i didn't have a closed bracket on the end of riley leonard's thing it's because that shouldn't be 10 that should be one. Oh, okay oh well, he didn't do much at all, yeah. at all. 
like, why? <laughs> he didn't do much anything on the ground last year. He didn't do that on anything else. It's only one rushing touchdown for him last year. I was like, this don't feel right. Yeah. Okay. So let's take that into account. He did not produce much on the ground at all in his last season. So all of his success that we saw on the career stats, which was just to remind myself here, 1,113 yards and 18 TDs for his career. He got almost none of that last year. So he did most of it under the previous coaching staff with the previous offensive system. His accuracy, though, and what was still his worst year, the highest of any of these guys. Grayson McCall is the most accurate quarterback among these five, and that appears to be just standard. In his worst season, his not even adjusted completion percentage, his completion percentage was higher than everybody else's. Accuracy is important. Obviously, I'm going to value that quite a bit. I think that's what leads to his ability to be so efficient. He is the career FBS leader number two in efficiency. I think it was his 21 season. That was the second most efficient all time, only second to the season that Jaden Daniels had this year as far as, as far as efficiency at the quarterback position. So looking at last season, Will Howard's numbers start to be a little better. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. This was his, his, that was his best season for sure. Right. That was his best season. So I, I I see why you spin the wheel on him, especially if I'm looking at his attempts. I think 61, 62%. I'm not so sure about that. I'm a little concerned about Riley Leonard's 57.6, like under, under 60% in this day and age. Like unless you are legit read option speed crazy, like what they ended up making Robbie do at the end of 2022, if you got that with those kind of wheels, but you're going to run that kind of system, then I say, sure, I don't care what your completion percentage is, really, because you can do some crazy stuff on the ground. If you can't, we know how much you freeze wants to throw the ball. And for the first time, you're going to have the wide receiver core that you made all these promises to mm-hmm. about how they were going to get these touches and how the offense was going to look. I don't want a guy that's sub 60 for that. That's not who you want sub 60 right. for. If you're going to get these guys, you're going to throw to them. Who is the most accurate, most efficient quarterback? And even though last season was his worst season, that guy still Grace McCall. Yeah. All right. So let's move the conversation over to the talent ceiling. Because, you know, we like to talk relative floor, relative ceiling. The best season for any of these guys. Mm-hmm. And the best season stat comparison here for all of these guys is up on the screen now. And... Again, from passing yards, Cam Ward is head and shoulders above everybody else. But look who's right there right. at number two. That's right. Peyton That's Thorne. Right. Peyton Thorne was slain. Peyton this Thorne. Is, of course, is. Now, yeah, completion percentage-wise, again, I'm a completion percentage guy. Grayson McCall, head and shoulders above the rest. 73% is... Again, this is not adjusted completion. This is just him throwing the ball to guys and if they caught it or not. 73% is is uh, is pretty good. 27 and to 3 is, touchdown to interception ratio is insane. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. 47 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio is insane. Crazy. Like that's, <laughs> that's 20 to that's C, 4. That's 7 to 1 for Riley Leonard, but the those two guys is, in is. the column right next to each other, Grace McCall and Cam Ward, if you're asking yeah, me bananas. who is the better operator of an offense from a quarterbacking st- those are the two that i'm looking at and i'm like mm, I, I definitely want to see some tape on these guys right yeah that that's that's insane and again this 
Cam Ward season. Now, let's keep in mind, at this point in 2021, he was at Incarnate Word. Mm-hmm. He was not at the Power Five level. Right. So we're looking at these numbers. We're taking that into account. And also, still, one of the issues we saw when we were looking at his season, or excuse me, his career statistics, that rush attempts for yards, he was not rushing the ball. He was not rush, running at a good clip, be it protection, or if I'm seeing it here in his best season. So I'm going to say, all right, maybe this is just who he is. He he holds the ball so he can throw it. Obviously, he's going to sling it. You're getting 4,000-plus yards in a season. You're doing something right. It seems pretty clear that he's not the rusher that that Hugh Freeze and company would want running an RPO. That's just us estimating and us guessing based on what we saw and what we heard Hugh, Hugh Freeze say is a priority for him at the quarterback position. I'm looking at this, though, and I see Peyton throwing, again, your best season, your best overall season, 60.5%. I mean, you he ran well this year. Did he run well enough to only be – Throwing for that, if you've got guys that were completing at a 73% clip on the table, or even a, a Riley Leonard, who was a bigger, more physical guy, more physical runner, a 63.9 or basically a 64% clip, a Cam Ward, a 65% clip. I would say, looking at this, if these are their best seasons, Will Howard and Peyton Thorne, I wouldn't want to see these guys here. So, um, and, and here's the thing, right? Like when you look at this stuff and a lot of people like to point out, you've pointed out several times, Mike has pointed out several times, Peyton Thorne's best season was about all of the talent that was around him, right? Right. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I don't think any of these guys had in their best season comparable talent to what Peyton Thorne had around him in his best season. That's true. So if we're automatically giving a boost to a guy for good talent around them, then wouldn't everybody's numbers then go up on this list if you're going to give them the equivalent talent? Because So that's why I, it's like it's difficult to make side-by-side comparisons without putting uh, context to the conversation, right? Cam Ward's numbers look amazing. He was doing that incarnate word, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that he can do that in the SEC? I don't have the first clue. He did it. He did really good things at a Pac-12 school. Everybody up in the Pac-12 throwing for 3,000 yards. Does that mean that he'll do that here in the SEC? I don't know the answer to that. That's why I look like to look at what percentage of the stuff that is, is going to be completed for you. Because what I do know for sure, and looking at the pedestrian offense, we tried it out here this year for Auburn. Receivers were open. So if you can make good decisions with the football and deliver catchable passes to open receivers, then I have no problem with you being in our offense. As long as you can throw with timing and anticipation, the receivers will be there. And these weren't even the all-world receivers that people claim we don't have. With our middle of the pack, we don't have anybody who will, and I'm quoting what people are saying, we don't have one receiver that could start on the SEC anywhere. With that group of receivers, people were open every single game. Yeah. So give me a guy who's going to be accurate, and it's going to raise your ability to just keep drives going. Right. But again, I have to look at the actual stats. Now, we've had the, the, the ceiling conversation. Let's go look at the floor. Okay. Worst season for each of these quarterbacks. The numbers look pedestrian. Yeah. Right. And this is where we get into the, for me, this is where we get into danger zone. Right. And this is why some of these other quarterbacks that are out here in the portal, I don't have any 
thoughts about him, right? Like I've seen people in the chat mention KJ Jefferson. KJ doesn't do anything for me. Nothing. He does absolutely nothing for me. If if we get KJ, then I hope he's going to be amazing. But are you, if you're, I'm telling you right now, and I apologize in advance if we get KJ Jefferson. I'm not going to be excited <laughs> if KJ Jefferson is the quarterback for Auburn. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. You will not have me coming on here being like, man, we got him, KJ. I'm going to be like, okay, well, here's what the best that you can hope for from KJ, and this is what's not going to be good. So, yeah. K- KJ is who he is. We He had a, a very respectable 2021 season. We've got two more seasons after that. And he also had Trey, Trey Burks that year as well. Things haven't gotten better for KJ Jefferson. He's had a worse season each subsequent year. I think that's a terrible sign. I think a lot of stuff was working. As a matter of fact, wasn't 2021 when they had the OC? Who's the OC? Was uh, that Browse? Yes. Did Browse leave in 22 or did he leave in 20, this past season? This was the first year that they did not have Browse. Without yeah. Okay. So. I, um, but then they got, they fired Enos and then went back to doing some stuff that they had done prior to the 23 season no could have been. T- anyway, man, I don't, yeah. don't want to keep talking about, K. I don't want let's, let's talk about <laughs> these five young men right here. Cause I, yeah, I'm not with it. Um, so if you're looking at this and you're looking at the talent floor or the, the stat floor, let's not say talent floor, the stat floor of these five, who jumps out to you as Number one, of course, we see Riley Leonard with the injury, Grayson McCall with the injury. Um, a lot of these guys, you know, listen, stat counts weren't very high. Peyton Thorne's worst season, if we're being honest, I mean, we're looking at it right here, was last year here at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, who jumps out to you as, okay, the floor for this guy isn't so bad? I'm I'm going to say... Um, Cam Ward's floor isn't terrible. 24-4 as far as TD to INT ratio, that's good. That's 6-1. to one. What it, Again, what it tells me is his worst season, he threw more than, than all the other guys, obviously. But completion 60.4, that's a little concerning. But what I see is when you throw the ball, you get it to where it wants to go. He must be just a magician passing the ball because I haven't watched him play. But with these passing yards and this this TD to INT ratio that we're seeing line after line after line for him, he's got to be impressive. I don't know how you end up with two rushing yards <laughs> for an entire season. <laughs> you ain't taking way too many sacks, and you just like just drop to the floor whenever somebody got around. You're like, nope, nope, you're not gonna sack me. I mean, he only rushed eight, uh, so 38 I'm, times, though. It's not like he was taking off running very much either. So. You have to think about like in a lot of these systems, he wasn't like getting design runs properly. It's more just like scrambles and then you get a bunch of sacks and that's where you are. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. I'm I'm impressed with the 24 to 4 ratio for Cam Ward. Again, incarnate word, I know, but I, I still think that's impressive. That that shows me at least some measure of accuracy. I would love to and I want to go back and watch his his some of his tape from Incarnate Word and watch the tape, but that's the most impressive one to me. But again, knowing some of the limitations for Grayson McCall last year, new system, um, new head coach, and injury, I kind of understand some of that. Even with Peyton Thorne, I will give Peyton Thorne this. We did not. As we graded out the wide receivers on Sunday, this past Sunday, we said D. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, okay, I will give you that. That that matters. 
And was your worst season the one where you worked under a different staff? Just like I'm saying for Grace McCall. So changes, new things happening, poor wide receiver talent. I give Peyton Thorne a little reprieve. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give him as much as, you know, a lot of other people in the fan base want to give him. But um, Grayson McCall so far in, in his worst season is not holding up to mustard when it, com- when it compares to Cam Ward. But overall, I still like Grayson McCall from full body of work. Yeah. Um I, I mean, I agree with you. I think uh, of looking at the the relative ceiling and floor of these guys, the, again, I, I still have the same questions about him as far as health and stepping up to a higher level of competition that I would have before. But um, I think from a system standpoint, he would be able to step right into a system like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, apparently, that's what he runs at Grace. Well, excuse me, what they ran was RPO. Well, Grace McCall ran at Coastal was RPO. So that's the fit. And maybe that's part of the reason why you go to get him in the first place. Right. Is you do what we do. It doesn't matter if you've done it at this level. If I can talk to you, I you do music, you're a musician, you're an artist. I'm a producer, a musician. There are things I could say to you like, hey man, you know what? We're gonna be on four four time right here. I'm gonna tempo change. We're gonna go from 78 beats a minute to 88 beats per minute right here. Uh, I need something to fill in right here. Give me something in a low register, but low warm, maybe 200 hertz or so to fill this in. And you're gonna be able to understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Being able to speak the language matters so much when you're trying to iron out new things very quickly. People talk about this when quarterbacks that leave uh, one team in the NFL to go to another team, how much learning the system and terminology matters. It matters a lot. It allows you to play faster and not have to think so hard through things. Right. So if he is already understanding what keys to read on the RPO, all right, how to navigate and how to make that re- a little better. What If they had a competent coaching staff that included some wrinkles and did some things to get him up to speed to play that system well, then he is already a step ahead. And he's got all the experience in the world. He started for four years. Like that's 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 a great reason to bring him in. And I know for a fact that Cam Ward wasn't, wasn't running RPO. It looked like he was running drop back, <laughs> slang it, because <laughs> that boy passing numbers are crazy. Like that's that's amazing to me. Um, now here's the thing about Riley Leonard though. Riley Leonard's running looks awesome. Yeah, he looks awesome on foot. And Will it Howard makes me wonder as a runner too. He's more, he's not as fast. He he's more powerful type of runner, but uh, Will Howard's a good runner. Yeah. It, it makes me really wonder what the, what those guys look like, but see with Will Howard, like I'm looking at his numbers. I think, does that say 2020 by his name is his worst season? Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm taking that with a little grain of salt, right? Like that was, that was a long time ago as far as college football starts. So give him a little reprieve on that. But yeah, I, I, based on this, I say you, do you give Cam Ward a look? But if he doesn't have the the, the scoops you're looking for, you go with somebody who got scoops, man. And I think Grayson McCall, his his career rushing numbers bear out that he can't run RPO. Yeah, I, listen, I will stand by this. I don't think that you have to be a runner to be good in the RPO system. Um, I think you have to be good at understanding what to do with the football. And I don't think that Cam Ward lacks athleticism. I just don't think he was in systems where he wanted he he wants to operate from the pocket. And so he's not looking to run. But does it mean he can't run? I don't know, right? Because I'm not going to assume he can run. I haven't watched enough tape to know whether or not he can run. Um, 
you know, there are some people in the chat who's like, man, if you go watch him play, he can move around. He's not a statue back there. And I think that's really all that you have to do is not be a statue. Peyton Thorne impressed me with his athleticism. He's way more athletic than I thought he was. But if you had looked right. at him at, at Michigan State, you wouldn't have said to yourself, Peyton Thorne's going to run for 500 yards here at Auburn. That's true. You know, you'd That's have true. been Mike G out here swearing Peyton Thorne can't run at all. Right. <laughs> you know, so let, let us never forget. Yeah, you got to remind much. If he want to remind me all the times that he was, I, if, if you guys remember, I called this. If you want to do that, <laughs> on the score prediction. If you want to uh, do that, then I got to remind you, you were completely wrong on this too. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's get over here to the chat though and see what you guys are talking about. Um, and then we'll get out of here. We got much more we could continue talking about on this. Ben Butworth says, if our receivers hadn't dropped, uh, uh, hadn't dropped five. Approximately five of Thorne's good passes, we would have won at least three more games. We could win nine with PT plus better wide receivers. I don't, I, know, I don't know about. I don't know if I agree. Three with this. more games. One, one, maybe one more game because I, the, well, the Iron Bowl. They, I think, they did yes, the. You win that. Yes, game. the Iron Bowl. We win if Fairweather makes a couple of those catches. Javaris Johnson makes that catch in the end of the zone. Yes, yeah. the Iron Bowl that makes a difference. I, I, there's not another game. The only other games I, that we had, like drop issues, really, were games that games we, that we won, won. Right. The only other game that I remember us having drops in was Georgia, and I don't think the drops were the reason that we lost that Georgia game. So I don't know that I agree with this as an assessment. Then, unless you call it back to my memory and say, "Nah," because you remember in. This LSU game, we had a bunch of drops where we could it would have for long drives. And in the Texas A&M game, that wasn't the issue in Texas A&M. That wasn't the issue versus right. LSU. That wasn't the issue versus right. Georgia. Um, what other games did we lose last year? In New Mexico State, drops were not why the, the, the offense wasn't working, right? Ole Miss. Ole Miss wasn't drops. Right. Right? So, like, I don't know. I don't know that I agree that the drops were the issue with why we won or lost games. Um, again, when the Iron Bowl, the Iron Bowl, I will agree with you 100%. If we catch the ball when he put it there, we likely win that game. Outside of that, I don't know. But again, you can remind me and say, ah, you're forgetting about the one catch that such and such didn't make in this one scenario. So, right. Uh, French T. Taylor jumps in. I'm driving the Grayson McCall bandwagon. Well, you're not driving but you're definitely on it because Corey is definitely driving you in the whip jazzy Corey well, dub is, is in well, here. jazzy is probably driving Corey is navigating and b will okay. is in the back okay. seat with a bullhorn but you could be riding back seat with b will on the way to i'm on the off court I'm, I'm i'm playing the music from my phone i'm on the off score i'm the dj <laughs> that's what i'm doing uh let's see here some other non-super chat questions in here jed says how do we feel about hank brown though could he slide in at the qb1 spot i don't have a feeling about hank brown at all because i haven't i don't know that i've seen hank brown throw a single pass in my entire life outside right. of his high school tape yeah uh what, what we're looking at once we get down to hank brown is we're looking at guys who are breaking case of emergency now, he did. Hugh Freeze got down to his fourth quarterback his last season at Liberty. It could happen. Could happen. Worst case scenario for any coaching staff, I'm sure. Be down to your fourth string quarterback. Your, your talent level's down. Your experience level's down. Nobody wants to see that. 
could it happen though? Maybe, but it wouldn't be because he battled it out and he won it. I, I don't think that's the case because if you bring in a portal quarterback, you're going to have to spend resources to bring in a, a portal quarterback. And if that happens, you're not going to let however much of a commitment in NIL per month just sit on the bench while your guy, your, your two or three star guy who came here from Liberty, as far as the commitment goes, is going to be in here slinging and taking those reps because no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So um, I don't think Hank Brown has a shot to play next year or the year after. I don't know. He might just be insurance, man. He's insurance. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Hank Brown's future is with Auburn, but does he have a shot, an outside shot, right? Of course, but I just don't see it being a major thing. Super chat here from Gene Davis, who says, correction, if Thorne could find his open receivers, open receivers and not over under throw open receivers, we would have won three more games. Um, yeah. So again, I don't want to solely put, I don't, I don't know. This, okay, this is something that I've said off camera, and I will say it now on camera, and you guys are free to debate this to the high heavens. Let's go. Um, well, let me start with finishing my statement in regards to this Super Chat. I don't know that Peyton Thorne directly lost us any football games last year. It was, it was okay. definitely a combination of things, and Peyton Thorne contributed to that. But here is the converse of what I will ask anybody who is free to debate me. How many games did Peyton Thorne win for Auburn this year? In your mind, you're like, if Peyton hadn't done that, we definitely lose that game. Is Auburn's record significantly better in 2023 if we don't run it back with Robbie and or Holden Gurner? That's the question I have to ask people out. How much worse is Auburn's record in 2023 if we don't run it back with Robbie or we turn the keys over to Holden Turner. Peyton Thorne's legs definitely paid dividends this year for Auburn. What was the passing ability of Peyton Thorne doing to help make sure Auburn won football games? I can't think of a game that I say to myself, thank God we had Peyton Thorne that game. <laughs> yeah. That is not disrespectful to say. I'm asking right. you, how much more, how many more games do we lose if Peyton Thorne is not the quarterback? I don't know that the answer to that is any. I think you let's, still let's, beat Cal. I think you still beat UMass. I think you still beat Mississippi State. You still beat Arkansas. Sanford. And you still beat Samford. I think your record is exactly the same if you don't have Peyton Thorne on this football team. Not a disrespectful comment to make. Somebody changed my mind. I'm, I'm the dude sitting in, on the campus <laughs> with a sign. Auburn still goes six and six if Peyton Thorne is not on this football team. Change my mind. You know that um they have this in baseball, the war stat wins above replacement. Somebody get us that stat. Somebody get us those stats right to make that metric for football. I would love to see it. Baseball is a little more. Like your performance is good, but it's definitely you can line it up against other performances because you either hit or you don't. You either fielded it or you didn't. And but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you know I've been with you. It's even when we could say, man, Bo Nix doesn't look good. I can think of a couple games like I don't think anybody could have did that play for Bo Nix. Like we remember yeah, the LSU sure. game and he went crazy, see, that, right? That's a perfect example. The LSU game mm -hmm. without Bo Nix, you likely lose that game. We because lose. he did yeah. things where you were like, yeah, I don't know. 
you definitely could. TJ Finley wasn't finna do that, bro. Right, right, right. Again, that's not a negative against him. I'm just asking for everybody who is so convinced that this was such a huge upgrade, give me the game that he won for you. Is your record significantly better? And I don't want to, I mean, I've, I've already seen somebody say it in the chat and I'm not attacking you because you said this. I'm saying quick, and this is already something that I had in my mind. I don't want to hear, well, we're closer to not losing. It's still a loss, bro. <laughs> closer to not losing. I'll give you an opposite of that. I think Robbie Ashford was playing better in the Ole Miss game than Peyton Thorne was when he was running the football. You are closer to not losing the Ole Miss game if Robbie's the quarterback for the entirety of that game. You're closer to not losing against Texas A&M if Robbie Ashford is the quarterback in that game. I personally think that. If you want to go a a step further, I think you're closer to having your offense on track if Holden Gurner is your starter from game one because he's the better passer of all of them. You let him take his lumps, and I think that you're on a better trajectory going into next season than you are right now. That's what I think. Show me the error in my ways, in statistics, in plays that he made. I can only think of the play in the Cal game late to Fairweather. Right. That's the only one I can think of the entirety of the season where I'm like, I don't know if Robbie makes that throw. I don't know that he makes that throw. He could, could not. I don't know that he makes that throw. But Peyton Thorne absolutely did in that drive. Two shots to, to uh, Fairweather on that to get you that one. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's all I got for you. 14 points. 14 points is what it took to win that game. And it by, by the skin of our teeth. As uh, as my mom would say, yeah. So I that's mean, look, it, it is what it is, and and that's not to say I don't think I think Peyton Thorne can do fine next season with better talent around him. But I think any quarterback would do better next season with more talent around him. That's not you're not really putting any man with better talent around the QB. That everybody gets better with better talent around anybody, them. Anybody, anybody, and that that's been an argument fielded from early when Bo Nix didn't play well and he was here, and we said. I don't know. You got to try somebody else. Well, he needs a better wide receiver and and better te- and better offensive line. Hey, there are 130 quarterbacks in FBS. 130 of them would play better if their offensive line and wide receivers were better. That's anybody who can play better here under these conditions. Because no matter how we how much we like it or dislike it, the conditions for offensive line for Auburn between 2019 and 2023 were baked in. They were here. You weren't going to change how good our offensive line was in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Gus had already let that slide. That is slid off. We are recovering an offensive line. We are trying to put together an offensive line that supports quality offense. We didn't have it. Bo Nix did the best thing he could have done. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to work out that well. He did the absolute best thing he could. Yeah. He went somewhere that had the tools to support his game, and it worked out well for him. Here, we are just now trying to turn that corner. Obviously, the wide receiver town's on the way. Let, let, let me address this, and we're going to get out of here. JC says, Got any it. of them, Robbie showed me absolutely nothing with his arms. What play at all did Robbie Ashford make? This isn't about Robbie Ashford. I didn't ask you to tell me about I'm asking about <laughs> Peyton Thorne. I want to know what he did that was 
head and like, oh my goodness, nobody else could have done that but him. That raised your ability to win football games last year. I'm not saying right. Peyton Thorne was bad. I'm asking, do we have the same record whether Peyton Thorne is here or not? That's it. That's the entirety of the question. If you can say, you know, I don't know, I think we probably are still six and six. Right. If you're saying, nah, man, we definitely lose this game if Peyton Thorne's not there, then what what are you using to make that assessment? Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna get out of here. I don't think we have any more super chats. Uh, but we will continue this conversation for sure as we get more information <laughs> and as people start to uh, make their way over here. If you haven't already, go ahead and like the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel, all of those things. You can follow us on social media at the War Report or TW Report on TikTok. All right, man, we're getting out of here. Until the next time, and as always, War Report.